Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Still a few messages coming in if you've just tuned in. It's Saoirse, Saoirse's birthday eve. Phil has just sent in his name. <laughs> Phil has just said Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Uh, happy birthday, Saoirse. Emmett. Thanks, Emmett. 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 Oh, Emmett. you're so Emmett. nice. Thanks a million. Emmett, I thought you would have been... What? Up for the 48th birthday. Up for the crack with you. Up for, you know, tagging banta, along. Banta with the lads. No. Yeah, banter. No, Emmett is not a sheep, okay? And we know that now. Emmett's a nice person that See, wants Emmett, to wish me a happy 32nd birthday. Thank you, Emmett. We might have to give, award Emmett the empty can of no crack. No, you will not. Me and Emmett are friends. Okay. Uh, still to come on the show, Vice's editor-in-chief will be on to talk about their War on Drugs documentary that has just been uh, released. Now it is time for... Simple, not easy, but simple part of the show. You have to decipher and figure out when our guest is lying to you. They'll tell you three things about themselves. Two are true. One is a lie and your job to try and listen out for those subtle little hints and clues as to when they are lying. And you let us know whether it's the first, second or third thing that they tell us and which one of those is the lie. One, two or three to 0876797104. Joining us tonight to play Poker Face, Strawberry Alarm Clocks, Crossy, sir. How are things? I've never felt so under pressure in my entire life. I have so many real stories about people that I'm like, I need a fake one. I need a fake one. So um, good luck tonight in trying to figure out which one is real because they're all as batshit crazy as the next. Now, so, I, I, I might have to take a step back from this because I might know which ones are true. Oh, yeah. Because you two are bezies. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, Do you want to take a step back? I'll just turn my mic off, will I? Do a lot of people a favour. Hello? I'm gone. No. Um, listen. No, okay. make it hard, Crossy, now. That's well, bonjour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your Jesus birthday. Jesus <laughs> Come on, Crossy, I've always wanted you. It's been a bit of a dry spell, Crossy, for Sirius in the last while, so, you know. Oh, stop doing oh, the club. <laughs> what this? I hear someone call it a mandemic and not a pandemic. Oh, there you go. Jesus, Would you stop? It's not even 11 o'clock. I know, yeah. What are we? Uh, just, it's only 10. Only just gone 10. The kids aren't even in bed. 10. My God. Yeah. The shame of the whole family. Um, okay, so, Crossy, you know what the crack is, right? You have three stories for us about yourself. Uh, two are true. One is absolute BS. It's our job to try and figure out um, how BS they are. On a degree of difficulty, like, how difficult to be talking, do you think? Well, they're about celebrities, and I'm going to name them. Oh. Lovely. And they're all things that could have happened. Okay. So... 
And yeah. would you describe yourself, Crossy, as someone who is a good liar? Yes. Oh. I think so. I think so. I would have said you're not. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> not that. No, I am. I just think no, you're too to be, open and honest as a person that I wouldn't think that you'd be good at lying. Ah, you you're, have to be sometimes. You're not a snake. You know those snaky type oh, people? Oh, no, no. Not that. There's a lot of them in radio, isn't there? There oh, is, God. yeah, loads. God, yeah. God. It's like St. the... Uh, he does. St. Patrick needs a slot on radio, doesn't he? <laughs> radio is like the, rep, the reptile enclosure at the zoo. It actually oh, Jesus. Thanks <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Tell us how you really think about this radio. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're all lovely. We're all best friends. You know what? Scrap poker face. We'll go through uh, Crossy's list of enemies. <laughs> and do you know who else I hate? Four hours. <laughs> Bit of crack. Oh God! Yeah, let's do it. That'd be great. Practice. And, and come here, but without giving anything away, do you have any obvious tells when you're lying? Like, if someone knew you really well, do you like go red? Because Saoirse's one is she'll can't make eye contact. Will look at the ground and play with her hair. Yeah. Oh God! I think I add things to the story by the end of the run by Titanic. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> so, no, that's yeah. a problem. Like you go on, it's like I'm like Michael Collins at that plinth. Yeah. Shouting at everyone, telling yeah. them all stories. Yeah. But um So if yeah. one of these stories ends with either being on Titanic or the moon and just stuff like that, you'd be like, listen, Crossy, that yeah, might be that one. Right, okay. So yeah. we'll crack into this now in a second. Remember you're listening out for the story you think is is a not true, is a lie, is BS. Is it going to be the first, second, or third? Have a listen and when you just feel and think you know which one Crossy is lying to you about this evening. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one oh four. Right. The first thing you have for us tonight, Crossy. The first story I have I'm in London. I'm at an event. There's a lot of celebrities there. It's great crack, actually. There's loads of drink. Everyone's having the crack. And um, there's a girl who is doing a TV show. She is there. They've just launched this brand new TV show. And I was a massive, massive fan as a kid. Like, I fancied her. Billy Piper. Remember her? Love Billy Piper. Did she marry Chris Evans? Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. She did. She had a song, Walk of Life. She yeah. had a other song that she got, could you want to? Could yeah. you want to? Billy Piper? Yeah, she had great eyebrows too. Great. Yeah, she was in, whatchamacallit, <laughs> she was in. <laughs> so dismissive, great, sir. She, yeah, she had that too. <laughs> you gobshite. <laughs> That's I what I know her for. For oh, eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that she was in Doctor Who or that she was in some other sex programme or she had so many number one Listen, Crossy, Crossy, remember it's 2020 and women support women by just commenting on their (laughs) physical appearance only and nothing else. When I was a little girl, all I remembered from her was her giant eyebrows. A lot of people remember her giant something else, but sure, look, (laughs) (laughs) that was a little me. But anyway, she was at the thing. Afterwards, we were brought into the after party. We're all having the chat, all having the crack. I wasn't drinking because I was working the next day right. and I turned around and I whacked into her and my glass of water all over her boobs onto her dress. Oh, and no. it was the most awkwardest thing of my entire life because I was like, Billy Piper. And yeah, she was an absolute legend. She was like, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about oh, it. Inside her head, she was imagining stabbing yeah, you in yeah. the face with a pen. Now, everyone was quite drunk at the time. I wasn't. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I went to get a tissue. And I was like, oh, anyway. <laughs> Did you try and get a ended. tissue and then wipe her boobs? <laughs> yeah. Jesus But crossy. anyway, everyone was like, that's it. It's all done. And then she left and went off her friends. All wet, all boobs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's me. 
I once wet Billy Piper. Well, at least she wasn't annoyed or didn't show that she was annoyed. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thank God. That's a good story. Right, what's uh, story number two? Story number two. I was at my friend. We were in the Gaiety Theatre. Never been before. My first time being there. Mm. And Pierce Brosnan was there. (gasps) Love him. And I was like, remember Pierce Brosnan the way he always... I always remember him from the HB Ice Cream. He did some ad of that. And I always like, oh, there's Pierce Brosnan. He's from Mead. He left Mead just like I did back when I was a kid. He's man, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was. Kind of lost the accent like me sometimes. But <laughs> I walked over and I was like, Pierce, Pierce, I left Mead too. And all of a sudden, his massive big hand pushed me out of the way <gasps> and I fell off my step onto my arse. No, cross. And he was all apologetic. I was like, I'm so, so sorry. And I'm sorry. I, was, he, I said, I'm so, so sorry to him. And he looked at me and he apologised to me and then he just walked off with his friend or whoever he was with and I was like, Pierce Brosnan knocked me down with his massive big hand. Now, why, <sighs> why would Pierce be so mean? I know. I know. Is he... He's so hot as well. But is he known as being a bit difficult? 007 knocked me to the ground. That's all I'm ever going to say. Have you ever... Have 007 ever knocked you to the ground, Cormac? No, unfortunately not. I did see him in Dakota before, though, uh, having a lunchtime pint on his own. Oh, really? Uh, This was a couple of years ago, yeah. And then all the staff wanted to get a picture. Oh, no. And he got a real, like, hmm, picture. You know, where he's like, yeah, and then he just left. Yeah, well, fair well, in front of you being annoyed, yeah. and I'd say he just wanted—he was having a Guinness on his own at the bar, and I was like, I respect that Leave man. That's where I want to be. Yeah. And he's as well another current topical news. Didn't realize he's got a gaff up for sale somewhere for like a hundred million quid. He's selling his really? house in where is it now? Hang on, where here? His, no, no, he's selling his house over in Miami, I think, for a hundred million. Yeah. He, he did well out oh of them God. Bond movies, didn't he? That's in the news today, Cormac. Yes, know, it yeah. is. He's selling for 85 million euro. What? Yeah. 100 million dollars. There's a man who as left as Navin and did do. well for himself now. Oh, he did. Malibu, he did. Malibu. Yeah. Wow. Malibu. Far from that, he was weird. He was weird <laughs> up at, at Lumney Road, big posh area. They're all posh. Any posh person from Navin lives in a place called Atlumni. Really? They all go around with pears in their mouths. All... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's going around with other stuff in his mouth now with 100 million. Is that mad? I swear to God, I do do it myself. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Crossy. 100 million, lads. I know, yeah. Okay, so the second story is... Um... Pierce Brosnan pushed him to the ground yeah. in the gaiety. Would you not sue? Yeah, I, could, I should have. 100 million quid there now. Yeah. We get a few, a bit of that money. No, of course. Right, okay, so uh, there's the Billy Irish spilling drink over and then the karma with uh, uh, Pierce knocking you Billy to the Piper. ground. Sorry, Billy, Billy, Billy Piper. Irish. Billy Irish wasn't Billy even probably Irish. born back she then. She wasn't born back then, no. Uh, okay, uh, the third, final story, Crossy. Third story is um, a lady superstar called um, Miss Jessie J oh. um, was in FM, 104 FM there a couple of years ago yeah and um, I had to mind her for a while while we were getting stuff set up yeah I used to do my job back in the day and I shook her hand and this was the time when you're allowed to shake people's hands you're allowed to hug people oh god you remember that you're yeah to do what you wanted with them and I shook her hand and then she kind of took a step back took some disinfectant you know <gasps> the hand sanitizer oh yeah put her hand in that washed her hands right in front of me and then said where are we going Oh. And I was like, this is the time when disinfectant wasn't the thing, but she had it in her pocket. 
I was like, you absolute geebag. Unless she was ahead of the curve. Maybe she had insider knowledge about uh, pandemics that were floating around. Maybe she did. Maybe that's where her notions were getting her. Mm. But yeah, back in the day, Miss Jessie J washed her hands right in front of me like I was a dog. A dog. A mongrel. And um, yeah, I was just there standing there going, thanks very much. Right, okay. And yeah, not not a bother in her. So there are three stories of three things that could or didn't or should have happened to me. Jacinta is saying the second story with Pierce Brosnan is false. Daryl is also saying the second story with Pierce Brosnan is false. Don't say anything just yet, Crosby. Obviously, uh, Saoirse? I think I'm going to say number three. I think, you know, Jessie J would not be that uppity that mm. she would disinfect her hands in front of you. Especially here in FM 104. She wouldn't do that. I uh, hear Cormac. They're all lies. Who said that? <laughs> Keith? You're a very good liar then, Crossy, because I know for a fact that... <laughs> you know two of them are true, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you, I can know them all. Yeah. Really? I don't know I don't know what, about one. Okay. Well, I technically well, do. If I know two, I know them all. Yeah. Yeah. By deduction. Crossy, are you all right to hang on for like a couple of minutes? Absolutely. We're going to play a quick I'm just song. I'm finishing a big pot of stew. Oh, lovely. I actually feel like a pig. I went for a swim in the 40 foot tonight at eight o'clock. I'm trying to make friends out there. And came home and had a big pot of stew. Yes. And I swear to God... I've had lunch stew, dinner stew, and then tomorrow's... I've had three dinners in one pot. The last time I was out with Crossy at the 40 foot, some man offered Crossy a big sausage. (laughs) And I ate some... Hang on a second. Like an edible sausage or... His sausage. (laughs) Jeez. And you took it. Absolutely, literally. It was a Sunday night. Oh my God. Right, right. hang on there a second. The story is again, did Crossy spill a load of water over Billy Piper back in the day in London at the launch of a thing? Second story at the Gaiety, did Pierce Brosnan just smash Crossy to the ground? And the third story, Jessie J, when she was over in F104 a few years ago, um, shook Crossy's hand and then proceeded to just wash the filth off her hands with some disinfectant. One, two or three, you're listening out for the story that is not true, the story that's a lie. Let us know which one you think it is. 87 9714 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Wrong button, Cormac. This. So uh, it's very easy. Um, Crossy's on the line Strawberry Lamprox Crossy He has told you Three things about himself One of those things Is not true Now Crossy Could you give us A quick recap Of the three stories again So I was at an event In London And uh, Miss Billy Piper Was there Massive fan Turned around I wasn't drinking And spilt water All over her And absolutely Sapped her Second story Pierce Brosnan In the gaiety I saw him I was like Oh Pierce Brosnan Walked over to him And then he pushed me I fell on the ground I said sorry to him he apologised to me, but he didn't give an absolute flute. As a concern, I'm sorry. And the third one is Miss Jessie J was in FM 104 FM, and I um, was minding her. And then um, she, I shook her hand like you would, you know, back in the yep. day you were late about a couple of years ago. And she took out some, um, what do you want to call that, gel stuff, mm-hmm. and put it right in front of my face and cleaned her hands. Like the dirty little pavo scum that you are. Scum of the earth. Yeah, yeah, scum of the earth. How dare you scum touch your hand? My God. Right, okay. So, um, which one is false? Don't obviously tell us yet, but if you think you know, is it the first, second, or third story? Billy Eilish soaking her with a glass of water, Pierce Brosnan lamping him to the ground, 
or uh, Jessie J washing her hands in disgust after shaking Crossy's hand. I just don't think the third story happened. Like, I don't think anyone would be that rude. Just like, mm, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah they okay, just wouldn't. Deal. There's no way that's true. Well, listen, okay. A lot of people are saying the second story. Um, who is this now that say the second story is a definitely uh, fake? Good evening. Jade, how are you? Hiya. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, hang on, hang on. Jade, you're not our, our Leaving Cert friend, are you? Sorry? Are you our Leaving Cert friend we were talking to a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Ah, lovely. How did she get on? Did we find out? Well, no, no, she's just going back into school. Oh, yeah. you're going into sixth year. She's gone back in and chaos has ensued and she's wearing masks. She's getting macne. It's not a good time. Right, it's not yeah, a good yeah. time for Jade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It will fly by. Uh, 2020 is nearly done. <laughs> yeah, we got in any Um Jade, all right. Um, which story do you not think is true? Um, I think that the second one isn't true. And any particular reason why? I don't know. I just, I was debating between two and three. But then I was like, you never really know what celebrities are like. So maybe they could be really like mean, like Jesse J, like could be really mean and just not want to touch people and all, do you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. I just always thought Jesse J was kind of laid back and cool. Do you know that kind of way? You'd kind of expect that from somebody like Victoria Beckham or something. Right, yeah. You know, someone that's yeah. a little you bit leave passionate. Victoria Beckham out of it. I love Victoria <laughs> Beckham. She's literally my idol. But, you know, I can imagine she might be the type of person that would disinfect her hands after touching you. Yeah, she and you kind of wouldn't mind if it was her because you know she's got that she's higher spice. echelon status. Yeah. Um, Crossy, like, who would have been the rudest celebrity you've ever met? Uh, Without oh giving God. anything away, I would say Jess Glynn was oh. probably the rudest I've ever had to deal with. Stop. In all my time. Wow. That's, I'm working in radio since I was fifteen. I'm thirty-two now. And she's been the rudest person I've ever had to deal with. I ever. am surprised. Really? Clean yeah. Bandit would be second. Clean Bam Bam? No way. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Did anyone surprise you? Um. Oh, surprise me, actually. Tom Holland. Actually, the whole cast of the Avengers. I had to do a video with them two years ago in London just for the, the last Avengers movie. And we had to play games with them for the whole day. They were lovely. Uh, Paul Rudd, another legend. Paul Rudd was the nicest person, I think. I think the higher the celebrity is, the more nicer they are. Really? Because they've been around the block. They know how things work. Julia Roberts was also lovely. I looked at her and I went, I'm just a girl standing in front of a guy. Cormac definitely would not get that. And um, oh, yeah, she that. was like, I can't believe you were quoting that. And I said, I love you, pray love. I, just, I literally just got the shivers. <laughs> she I was love lovely. And on that note, we have to hang up on. No, we do not. Wow, that's so interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. So, okay, Jade, you're sticking with the second story. Yeah, I am. You don't want to change your mind. I don't know. Now I'm getting very. I think I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm a good liar. I'm yeah. a good liar. I'm very indecisive, so I don't really know. Well, would you like to change your mind? Um. Oh, Isn't this important as a CAO, Jade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know now. I don't even know who the second fella is. Jade, would you like to change your mind? Final, final oh, time. Right, um... Jade, go with your gut feeling. Right, I'll just do number two. Yeah. I'm going to stick with number three. I'm nearly certain number three is a lie. 
Jade had the option to change. Is this going to come back and bite her in the backside? Hang on there, Jade, a second if you can. Okay. The stories again quickly. Uh, we're looking for which story Crossy is lying to us about this evening. It's two truths, one lie. He, did he, the first story, knock uh, his drink of water all over Billy Piper at a TV show launch in London? The second story, did Pierce Brosnan, who has now got his house up for sale for $100 million over Malibu, did he push Crossy over at the Gaiety before? And uh, it was all, all apologetic, I should say, just so we don't get done for defamation. And then, did Jesse J in FM 104 a few years ago uh, did Jesse J after shaking Crossy's hand in a, in a in a sheer move of disgust and contempt for Crossy just wash her hand with some hand sanitising gel this is years ago by the way um, did she do that and it really really in a really insulting arrogant kind of way which one of those did not happen one two or three oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four like Ronan's going with number two as well Jade is going with number two who's on the line here as well <laughs> they're all lies says Keith um also, Crossy, Grace has said, uh, Crossy's having a laugh. Athlumni is full of people from uh, Dublin living there. My brother lives there. That's from Grace. See, the posh people that came down, Athlumni is a very posh place. Like, if you went to St. Pat's of Navan or if you went to, no one from Athlumni would go to the tech. That's all I'm saying. They'd always go to Pat's and they'd be in with their Royal Lodge office. Ooh, yeah. Roger, yeah. Okay. Very posh. Right. Uh, listen, we'll do this by a process of elimination. Two of these stories are obviously 100% true. So, will you just reveal to us now? Uh, Crossy, one of the stories that's true. Pierce Brosnan. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Knocked me down. <gasps> and pushed me to the floor off step. No, Jade! What? Crossy, what? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was with my friend Katrina and he was there for, I think he was a premiere or something. Now, hang on, I'll stop you there now. Was Katrina causing hassle? Because Katrina's the type of woman that was probably swinging swinging handbags and digs. Was she digging the back of Pierce Brosnan's head? Because I'm sure that's something she'd do. (laughs) Do you know what? For the first time, no. It was Katrina. (laughs) It was me. I met met him on the set and... um, and we were really, really early. I don't know why he was for. I don't know why he was there. I could have been something for the Istas or something like that. Right. And I, I would not, I would never, I'm not that type of Egypt. Go, well, hello, hello, how are you? Yeah. I just, I was in 
a little corner area with him and I was like, it's kind of rude that we're just standing here and not, you know, talking mm, to each yeah. other. And, but then as soon as enough to him, the crowd came in and he's this massive hand and massive arm and he went, and I fell. I remember being, I remember being on the breakfast show the next morning chatting to the lads about it. And on the photographs, you could see my head in the background. <laughs> no. Got up. As I just got up, you could see the oh, disheveled look of God. me kind of with the F word coming out of my mouth. But yeah, a lovely man, but um, I may have fallen. So that's true. That's true. That is incredible. Oh, I Okay, God. obviously I'm picking story number three as the fake story, but I kind of thought it might be number two as well. So okay, now well, I'm really well, confused. Don't say anything. Uh, listen, Jade, unfortunately... Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was number two as well. I was right there with you, Jade. I thought he was going to say something else. But you just taking your pocket money, Jade. <sighs> you are just not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen the pocket money. Uh, listen, uh, unlucky. Very, very close though. But listen, thanks for popping on. We'll let you get back to to bed. I mean, it is a school night, Jade. You have to be up in the morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, listen, Jade. Thanks for popping on. All right, we'll chat you again soon. Okay, thank you. Take it easy, bye. Jade. Bye, bye, bye. God, that's madness. Most people, Crossy, were texting in number two. Yeah, most people were. Yeah, it, it happened. Oh, God, I think I still have the photograph from the newspaper. Um, it, you know, it comes up in your Facebook memories. Very yeah. funny. Like, yeah. you have to laugh at it going, how many people can say that 007 pushed them to the ground with their big arm yeah. in their hand? Francis yeah. messaged in thinking that was story number true as well. Um, and everyone else, my God. So that's good. So that means it's between the first story and the third story. Yeah. So Billy Piper and Jesse J. Which one of those didn't happen? Which is the fake one? Is it story number one or story number three? Sersha, are you sticking with three or would you like yes, to change? I'm sticking with three. Hundred percent. I can't believe that could have happened. Okay, well you may finally reveal this evening, Crossy, which one did not happen. The story that did not happen was with my childhood crush, Billy La Piper. <gasps> Stop! Yep. So the big true one is J- J- Jesse J. Oh wow. my God, Jesse J. She treated you like scum, Crossy. Yeah. Scum oh, of the earth. How awkward yeah. is that? Well, do you know what? And I'll tell you when it was, and people might remember this. If you can cast your minds back yeah. to Trinity Ball, and remember she walked off stage roaring, saying the Irish people drink too much. <gasps> yeah. It was that day. Yeah. Oh my so God. So I had got a picture with her. Like her performance and her interview with our breakfast show was fantastic. It was A1. Like, I mean, one of the best performances, one of the best chats we've ever had. Yeah. But her attitude behind <laughs> it all that I had to deal with. Yeah. Mother of Christ. That's... And there's a reason why she's not selling singles anymore. <laughs> That's what I'd always say. God, that is nuts. I never knew that. I burnt a few. What's that story they say? You should always be nice to people on the way up because you might meet them on the way back down yeah, again. Exactly. She yeah, exactly. She burnt a few bridges maybe, but that's mad. I remember you telling me that one. I thought the Billy Piper, I didn't think the Pierce Brosnan was true. I thought the Billy Piper one was... Uh, uh, no, no, no. I was... Um, I, I was talking to Cormac earlier on and I may have... I, I was trying to push Cormac off the fence there. So, yeah. uh, but there's so many of them. Like there's, like there's so many things that you pick up once you're out the ears. Like, if you look at FM 104, Dublin's hit music station, we once got a couple of cuddle mugs that someone forgot to put the apostrophe in it. So it was Dublin's shit music station on it. And we were just getting rid of the cuddle mugs. We were like, oh, do you know what? We need to get rid of these. <laughs> and um, we had Ed Sheeran in, and probably one of the best guests that's ever come into our yeah. station. And sound disguise is Ed Sheeran. 
So we had to meet him then. This is like when he was, you know, like, mad. He, okay, yeah. he obviously still is mad, crazy popular. But this is when he was like the tops of the tops. Yeah. And we had to meet him in our underground car park. Yeah. And I gave him a cuddle mug. So like, just like, oh, I had one in my hand. I were giving it to him anyway. And I didn't know he was being filmed. And he was like, Dublin shit music station. I was like, oh, I've given you the wrong one. I've given you the wrong one. <gasps> anyway, that was that. Never thought anything of it. Two weeks later, he was doing a vlog. And it went out in a vlog. No. million people watched that YouTube <laughs> vlog. And I remember my, our boss at the time went berserk. If people start calling this Dublin shit music station, it's going to be your job on the line. I was like, it's not my fault. I just, <laughs> you get nervous and you just go, there's a mug. And oh. you give them the wrong one. But yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I'm looking at the signs yeah. now on the wall. I'm like, yeah, right. so am I. I'm like, that is so easy very, to happen. Very important <laughs> grammar and apostrophes in important places. That's hilarious, right? And if anyone, any management's listening now, they're like, he's such an idiot. Yeah, why are you repeating that? Why are you highlighting that? Oh, yeah. My God, you'll get yourself in trouble. You might have a job in the morning. Cool. Well, listen. Five fits in a row, lad, free. Uh, there you go. P- push down by Pierce Brosnan, uh, Jesse J wiping the scum off her hands after uh, shaking her hand. And then obviously it didn't happen with... Uh, Billy Piper over in London. Before we let you go, and coming up this week on the strawberries, we need to know about. Yes, we have a busy week this week. We are doing a thing with Circle K. We want to give we want to give somebody a free breakfast for the whole entire year, like the whole year. Yeah, that's amazing. You can go to any Circle K, get yourself whether you're going to get a a fry up, whether you're going to get a coffee, and one of those pano chocolates or pane of chocolate, as <laughs> I like to call it. Um, we also have Gavin James on this week. He's doing a gig. He's doing an album live album gig online oh, sorry, with, I am. Hua- with Huawei, Huawei the mobile phone company Lovely. so he, we, have, we have him doing a session with us he sent us boxes today acoustic mother of god lads it is absolutely incredible it's so so good so I think that airs tomorrow morning we have also got Jason Byrne in this week Ooh. and we have another guest that I cannot say. We're waiting for it to be confirmed. Click here to find but out. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. We've, I know, yeah. <laughs> we've a busy week ahead of us. But yeah, Gavin James and Jason Byrne before Friday. And, and that uh, big thing giveaway. And yeah, the breakfast for the year with thanks to uh, Circle K. Listen, yeah. Crossy, always a pleasure. Thanks for that. We'll let you go because I know you've an early start and you shouldn't be up at half oh, 10 yeah. o'clock. Hopefully or... none of those three celebrities will uh, be sending in Things they're all lovely people, and may I've just met them on a really bad day. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Listen, uh, thanks for popping on, sir. Right, we'll chat you again soon. Bye, take her easy. Bye, 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 God, that's fascinating. Jesse J talk for hours about rude celebrities, couldn't you? Um, yeah, a few other messages coming in about your 48th birthday. Happy 48th birthday from Daryl and all the crowd and the crew in Dublin, too. Thank you, Daryl, but don't. Say I'm 48 because I'm not 48. Saoirse must be one of the oldest working in there. Oh, yeah. God's sake. I'll be shipped off to another station now. Yeah, she's going to be going over to RTE Gold or Lyric FM. Lyric FM, that's where uh, I'll be uh, at. That's, uh, that's actually just a retirement home with microphones <laughs> in it, actually. It's a really, really nice place. You know, if you Don't be it. saying that. Jesus. <laughs> Get in trouble. Right. Uh, still to come on the show, uh, coming on the show next, we're going to be chatting to Vice.co.uk's editor-in-chief about the war on drugs. Has it been in any way successful or are we going about this completely uh, backwards? They've just released a new series called The War on Drugs, tackling various different government regimes all over the world, looking into the history of different drugs. And uh, he's going to be on the line, Jamie Clifton, next, speaking about their latest episode and mephedrine and how that was legal right up until 2010 here. Anyway, the war on drugs uh, with vice editors in chief is on the way next. 
FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. And, you know, obviously the, the nightclubs and the nightlife has pretty much been closed, but there's always a discussion that goes on around uh, uh, the drug trade and whether or not we should be looking into the future to legalise drugs or keep them illegal. And it's always a bit of a... That was a bit of a contentious issue. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think we kind of grew up with alcohol and that was our the drug that we were used to, I guess. And even, you know, as a teenager, when you turn 18, it's nearly like the done thing to have a drink and to celebrate with a drink. But I think things have changed in the last 10 years that I've seen. And it's more drugs that are going around that you're hearing more about that, you know, teenagers are now more prone to taking a drug than they probably would have when we were kind of teenagers, I guess. Um, Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I have always been told it's a terrible thing. It's really bad. It's way worse than drinking. Very, very bad. And like for as long as we can remember, most drugs, especially in this country anyway, have been... uh have been banned. There was the head shops there a few years ago that popped up in this weird legal grey area that were selling certain drugs which got shut down and which got banned. But you can listen, let us know your thoughts on the whole war on drugs because it's a it's a it's a it's a complicated one and it needs a lot more than just a, a discussion on Room 104 this evening to, to answer that question. But listen, joining us from Advice this evening, he's the editor in chief and they've been exploring the war on drugs and its implications that it's had and maybe some of the pros or cons and has it ultimately worked over the last number of years? And we're uh, to talk about that and to talk about one of their recent episodes as well, which we came across about a very weird drug that was legal here up until, I think, 2010. Legal to buy this online and you could use it and there was no problems whatsoever. But we're delighted to welcome onto the show this evening, Jamie Clifton. Jamie, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, very good. There's always uh, two sides to the war on drugs debate. The one side is we need uh, tougher rules and regulations so that people are deterred from doing it in the first place. And then the other side side is to maybe look at easing laws, legalising it so you can regulate it and maybe try and keep it safer and, you know, use the tax uh, the tax dollars to try and fund drug rehab and stuff like that. Um, in your series, The War on Drugs, have you come down on any particular side? Well, I mean, we've kind of looked at how since the introduction of The War on Drugs in uh, 1970s by uh, Nixon, it, I mean, really has caused more harms than it's sold. You know, it tends to... With, with drugs being illegal, um, people are going to continue doing drugs no matter what the law is. We see that constantly, you know, like drug use continues to rise despite this international war on drugs. So the sort of the angle of the series and what we're really looking at is how the failures of legislation and how in many cases decriminalization or rehabilitation is better for both users and sort of wider society. What I was really surprised about when I was watching the documentaries was that these drugs are now being sold on social media platforms like Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, drugs are more accessible than they've ever been, stronger than they've ever been in many cases. But the line from multiple governments is the same. It's just like, you know, don't take drugs. They will kill you. What we need really is proper harm reduction advice and in an ideal world, some sort of legislative change to to really address it. Because otherwise, you know, kids are going to continue taking drugs as they always have, but without any proper information. And that's what leads to hospitalizations and deaths, etc. Yeah, we've chatted to people before like Professor David Nutt, who I'm sure you're aware of the work um, and his positions and other people who are running drug testing facilities at music festivals where, you know, it's uh, where they give you an amnesty to come in and test the drugs that you might be thinking of taking and seeing whether they claim, you know, the ingredients are what they say they are or you're going to yeah. be eating rat poison and you might wind yeah. up dying. So, like, if you were in charge, like if you were a, 
if you were God and you had a magic wand and you could change the rules around drugs, whether it be it in Britain or over here, what do you think needs to happen first and foremost? Big question. I mean, I think the criminalised possession, you know, we looked, one of our episodes is about um, the Philippines drug policy versus Portugal's drug policy. Um, yeah. In the Philippines, you know, Duterte has basically sanctioned the killing of anyone suspected to be a drug user, which is obviously not the most ideal way of dealing with the issue. Whereas Portugal, they decriminalised drug possession. Uh, Portugal used to have the worst heroin problem in Europe. Uh, they decriminalised drug possession and it, the heroin problem plummeted. It's been good for, you know, the general health of the population, um, kept prison numbers down. So I think, I mean, I think first step would be, personally, this is me saying this, the criminalization um, of possession of drugs. Um, after that, it gets you know very messy, and there's lots of lots of contrasting opinions about you know full legalization. But you just have to look at um, the legal weed market in Canada and certain U.S. states, which has been you know boon to the economy there. And as I said before, people are going to continue using drugs like cannabis regardless of the laws. So why not adapt and you know legitimize the industry, be able to sell properly regulated and sanctioned products to people that isn't going to harm their health and it benefits the economy. To me, that seems like a win-win. Obviously, it gets a bit messier when you get into harder drugs, but um, that's a question for... Yeah, is there a safe way to take a drug? Because, you know, with alcohol, I often think that obviously it's just as dangerous as a lot of these drugs. But, you Mm. know, you can kind of take, you know, take one drink if you want and stop there. But when you take a tablet or you you snort cocaine, you don't really know how your body's going to react to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a safe way to take any drugs. But going back to what you mentioned, that drug testing company, The Loop, their, um, their advice is always, you know, like... Uh, I can't remember what the, the slogan is. I think it's don't be daft, take a half. Talking about ecstasy or um, something else involving water. Drink water when you've, when you've taken pills. Always buddy up. You know, there are, there are safer ways to take drugs. I don't think it's ever going to be completely safe in much the same way as alcohol. But the point is, this information isn't being widely disseminated. Um, when it needs to be. Yeah, it's a, as I said, it's a complicated one and, you know, decriminalisation might be the first step and I think a lot of, just to clarify again, a lot of people s- suddenly think when you say decriminalisation you're like, oh, you want to give drugs to kids. It's like, no, it's just, yeah. you're, you're not going to be sent to prison for having a exactly. personal amount exactly. of, of drugs on yeah, you. You're not you know. obviously looking to put it in shops and sell it with your hot chicken roll. You're like, I'll have some hot chicken roll and a kilo of cocaine. No, that's not kind of <laughs> uh, what you're exactly. looking at. But this, and that's not the case. And, you know, so many young lives have been ruined for, um, you know, fairly minor, non-violent um, drug possession offences. And people get caught up in the system and then that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. And that, in my opinion, doesn't need to be the case. Yeah, 100%. So when you're looking at... One of the episodes we looked at was a beautiful title, by the way. It said, The Drug That Makes You Reek of Capis. And Sersh uh, <laughs> is a big cat fan, but I don't know if you'd be a fan of smelling like... Um, cat wee wee but it's this there drug. is nothing in this world <laughs> worse than the smell of cat piss uh, yeah, I think I think we can all 100% agree on that and that should be outlawed we'll criminalise the smell of that and work from there but it was this drug called uh, mephedrone mm-hmm. and it was legal here as well in the head shops for ages and I think was it a couple of years ago where when we were changing part of our constitution or laws into Irish we accidentally made all drugs legal for 24 hours that. straight I remember yeah. that yeah we, we covered it 
actually we sent a reporter out for, for the <laughs> yeah. night that that was happening. <laughs> it was a big interesting, night. interesting yeah. time to be uh, to, to be living in Dublin. But this drug, what's the story behind this drug and how? Because again, it's a recent enough drug, only really made illegal here about ten years ago. And yeah. Online, like Sisha mentioned as well. Like, how did this drug come to the market, for want of a better word? Well, it was one of those. You know, it was one of many drugs that head shops sold. Uh, that just happened to catch on. I think because it was a stimulant, and at the time, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 2007 to 2009-ish, there was a big cocaine and ecstasy drought, or um, you know, the purity of those drugs had gone down. And this drug produced many of the same effects, and it was legal to buy either in head shops, um, and obviously word just caught on, mostly amongst students at first, I think, and its popularity just skyrocketed. And it took the government a little while to do something about it, but that's eventually what led to um, the 2016 drugs bill, which banned all psychoactive substances. But yeah, I mean, it just, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Just become this huge sort of cultural behemoth almost. And I think affected a lot of people in fairly bad ways and then just disappeared again. Um, I think it's still, still used by, you know, certain groups, but yeah, it seems to have kind of boomed and busted very soon. Quickly. If I remember correctly, I think in the head shops it was kind of sold as plant food. Yeah, mm. yeah, the same way the poppers are sold as remodorized. Um, you know, it said not for human consumption, but I think everyone could read between the lines on that. But it was, um, and then it was also the big kind of media uh, furore around it. It was the male of the sun, started calling it meow meow, and then it became this evil drug, which in many ways it was. I think it was very Moorish, one of the better words. But yeah, it just, yeah, it came, out, came out of nowhere. And it was just a sort of perfect storm of, like I said, the uh, the ecstasy drought, its legality and its accessibility that just led to it going massive for a couple of years. Yeah, the, the plant food, all of a sudden there was, you know, 18, 19-year-old college students big into botany out of nowhere. It's like we're all, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. We're all getting into our, our back gardens. But what, what did it do? Like, what was the high like? What, what did that effect have on the brain with that drug? Um, well, I'm told it was similar cocaine and speed and that it, it, it kept you up for a long time and I think it was um, I think it had some other sort of euphoric effects of MDMA and I remember I was at uni actually when it first sort of came out I remember the big thing that everyone was saying is that it had no come down which I'm not sure is true but um, so I think those were the yeah those were the kind of key things about it and was that the first kind of drug the first internet drug that suddenly kind of got out of control and people could just buy it anywhere yeah I mean to my knowledge I think so and Obviously, what followed that was the advent of the dark web, which we touched on again in that Methadrone episode about how, you know, people could just order this stuff off um, multiple websites. And it sort of opened the doors to uh, being able to buy literally anything online now on the dark web, you know, whether it's cocaine, heroin, ecstasy, Methadrone still. I'm sure. I've seen, I mean, before I think the, the Silk Road was one of the main websites on the dark web for selling all this stuff and has since been, uh, I think, shut down and the guys involved with it, I think, arrested. But there was some yeah. crazy stories behind that website anyway. But I, I remember like you talk about the dark web, a hell of a lot of stuff uh, can take place there. But I, I remember even seeing there's, there's websites where you can, now, this is what they say, you can hire assassins for, you know, mm-hmm. pay them via Bitcoin and stuff. And I, it just, it it's insane I think it's people a, aren't aware of the underworld. Yeah, yeah. And it's all there. Um, and I think these, again, it's kind of like drug prohibition. You know, it's, uh, authorities will shut them down in the same way that they'll ban a certain drug. And with drugs, they'll just tweak, well, with methadone at least, 
Um, and many of those legal highs, they just tweaked the formula so it became legal again. And in on the dark web, they'll just launch a new market to sell drugs again. It's just a game of whack-a-mole. And this is kind of, again, to come back to the point of the series, what we're trying to say is that, you know, ultimately a lot of these battles in the war on drugs are kind of futile because people aren't going to stop doing drugs. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, so something needs to change about the way they're, they're pleased. And do you see it changing in the n- near future? Uh, I mean... I don't, especially not in um, the UK and Ireland. No, I mean, you know, Canada, I think Canada have legalised psilocybin, magic mushrooms and weed, but obviously those are, you know, fairly low-key drugs compared to some of the other ones we're talking about. So it's going to take a big, I mean, I think courage from politicians to address it. It's not a vote-winning issue to say we're going to decriminalise all drugs. It's going to put a lot of voters off, so it's going to need um, someone with some balls to really do it. I mean, Portugal, again, Portugal is a great example of, uh, the decriminalisation of drugs and possession of drugs in the long run actually working out for the best. So the evidence is there, but it's it's going to take it's going to take uh, a politician with some balls. And you know, to, to somebody listening to this who might be kind of yeah, in completely the other camp and would listen to this and say, if you kind of decriminalise and you move towards legalisation of a lot of these drugs, and if you're going to try and make it slightly easier to access certain drugs, um, is that potentially not risky as well like could that not increase the harm that's done on a social um social scale with more people trying drugs maybe more people having a bad reaction to it and more people getting addicted and all the negative side effects that can come from drug use yeah i mean that is a a fair argument um i guess the counter argument would be that at least this stuff is regulated you know what's going into it it's not going to be cut with a bunch of horrible stuff and to go back to the loop again you know when you go into their tents at festivals they give you personalized one-on-one harm reduction advice so it kind of it kind of mitigates some of that but yeah i mean as i was saying earlier it's a you know it's a huge and very messy issue but i think yeah the first step would be decriminalizing possession and then working out where to go from there um, true, we're going to have uh, you know homegrown organic drugs soon, readily available, <laughs> guaranteed Irish uh, hemp for you to to consume and try. But uh, Jamie Clifton from Vices, um, he's the editor in chief over there. But it done a very interesting series if you want to check it out. It's the War on Drugs series up on their YouTube and up on their website. Highly recommend you go have a look at it. Also, drugs.ie uh, for all the information that you need regarding that, regarding the legalities, and uh, you know never do drugs because you will get pregnant and die. That is the message that we always stand by here on Room One Hundred Four. But, uh, Jane, before we let you go, uh, do you have any uh, your social media handles on Instagram or Twitter or anything? Give a quick shout-out before we let you go. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to plug the next episode of the War on Drugs show, which is uh, out on Tuesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube about what happens when you take out a drug boss. So head Lovely. to Vice YouTube to check that out. What happens when you take out a drug boss? Sounds interesting. We'll mark it down. But listen, uh, Jamie Clifton from the War on Drugs series over on Vice, thanks a million for popping on FM 104. My pleasure. Thank you. And if you haven't... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Our uh, flagship store in Tala will get free delivery at playblue.ie. If you just tune in, you have missed our uh, interview with Vice Dakota UK's editor-in-chief, Jamie Clifton, about their brand new War on Drugs series that they've just released. I uh, got a few texts in. Um, for uh, One from Liam. As a general rule, it seems like downers are about as safe slash harmful as alcohol in terms of effects and addictiveness. Weed and LSD, for example. Uppers, on the other hand, seem to be nothing but horror stories and before and after pictures are terrible. Coke, crack, meth, etc. Like, do you see some of the meth before and after pictures? What do you mean before and after As in, pictures? you see as someone who was, bef- like, just a normal picture of them before they started getting addicted to meth. And oh, then sorry, afterwards. yeah, yeah. Really sad story. Did you ever watch that 70s show? Yes. You know, this. this 
Eric's older sister in that. Yeah. She passed away. Did she? Yeah. So she passed away a few years ago, but she got addicted to, I think she was addicted to meth and like that, completely different different person. It was really sad um, with that, but a massive change as well. Uh, Personally, I say legalise the downers that people take recreationally all the time anyway without ruining their lives. Keep up the bans on heroin and all those other things. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know what the right decision would be. Legalise weed, tax and regulate the bejesus out of it. Get the casual dealers off the streets and kids won't have links to the harder drugs that the dealers might have. I think it is getting out of control in that sense. There was a report done years ago that showed they're actually, it was looking at the impact of drugs on, let's say, more uh, deprived areas around the country. But drug dealing with young people provided like one of the positives of it was income supplementation for families. Because when young lads were getting cash in hand for holding drugs or moving drugs at the low level, it actually financially benefited. I know a lot of those people went up in jail. They said there was a strange benefit that if you took all of that away these families would now be down income and it would be actually harder for them to How dangerous is it though? It would be harder for them to actually uh, survive and live because they're in such a deprived impoverished areas I can't remember what the name of that report was but it was a proper like not a government funded one proper mm-hmm. report done by uh, people and lecturers in high places Thank you for that Alan and thank you for that uh, Liam as well that'll be up on the Room 104 podcast very shortly uh, if you want to go and have a listen back to it on the way just after 11 o'clock Control Alt Delete on Tuesdays a couple of very interesting stories Crows Can Think no, they can't. Little crows They're sitting not on the little, wall. Little poke your they eyes. They are, out. in fairness. Yeah, uh, apparently, they they can think and contemplate their life. I'm not surprised, and I think insane. they should probably do a study on um, why seagulls are so aggressive. Seagulls, yeah. And do they know exactly what they're doing when they're robbing your ice cream? I'd say they do. <laughs> Uh, they might, who knows, uh, control out delete on the way. That story about the crows and how paramedics might start using jetpacks to get to you if you're in a difficult situation and need some emergency help. Uh, that's on the way, along with music from Wild Youth next on FM104. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.